you understanding and letting people know that like nothing has changed like you don't right. look at them as a different person mm -hmm. because they're not a different person Welcome back to the Her Life Blogcast. I'm your host, Rachel Malik, and I'm so, so excited to introduce you to our guest this week. You're about to hear from Jaden Vasquez, who I met, you guessed it, at Fordham. He is a linebacker on the Fordham University football team, and he made headlines last year after coming out as bisexual. He has become quite a force on campus and within the greater community, and we're going to talk about all of that coming up right now. I think that's all the intro you need. Let's get right into it. Welcome, Jaden. Hi. I'm so excited me. to have you. How are you? Um, I'm doing good. Heading back to school next Sunday and then start up another semester. It's exciting. We're still hybrid. How is it working? Well, I'm, I'm fully online. Okay. So I was able to take some Lincoln Center classes, which is Fun. good. Okay, cool. That's exciting. And this is junior year, yes? Yeah, this is my right. second semester of junior year. That's exciting. Senior year is approaching. Hopefully senior year will be a little more normal for you and you can like get the full experience, but I feel like you're making the best of it. We're going to talk, obviously you're very involved, which we'll talk about, but before we get into that, I want to do a little bit of background. Today's episode is going to be all about identity and self-care. So I'm going to pick your brain about that a little bit, but before we start, just give me a little overview. What's your story? Where are you from? What are you studying? Obviously Fordham, if it isn't clear already, yeah. but. So, you know, I'm Jaden Vasquez. I go to Fordham, play football. I'm a linebacker, urban studies major. And that really consists of studying cities and urban development. Um, I'm trying to pursue urban planning. I'm not sure what grad school I wanna go to for that, but I know that I wanna make a change in cities that way, if it has to do like with transportation or more on the policy end. Um, even if it's like designing streets because yeah. someone's gotta do it and really important for cities a thousand percent was this always kind of the plan for you or do you think recent events have gotten you more involved or interested or was this kind of always in the back of your mind yeah so I originally wanted to be a physical therapist in high oh, school I... and that, okay. that really did that really did change coming to college mm -hmm. a lot of my course studies kind of led me to urban studies just because I, I realized so many things go on in cities mm -hmm. that aren't addressed and things that like people don't know because someone someone put the library there for a reason and that's what really interested me yeah with like current events it kind of just propelled me through that mm -hmm. because now these kind of things are what people are talking about and it's not just behind the scenes I was just gonna say it's becoming a little less behind the scenes so it just aligns with your area of interest that's pretty cool I like that okay good for you let's transition in now you came out publicly bisexual it was October not of last year the year before right, right? 2019, 2019 yeah. and you did it on social media <laughs> in what I thought was a very creative way talk us through that why, why did you do it the way you did it and why then um it was kind of easier for me to tell everyone at the same time mm -hmm. a lot of people what they struggle with when coming out is having to keep coming out and yeah. you don't just yeah. come out once it's through every conversation and I'm happy that I had social media because I was able to do that on a platform where mm -hmm. family, friends, people I don't really talk to anymore is they're gonna find the news. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and one thing I wanted to make sure is that I would I didn't want people to be like, oh, you're you're so strong. Like this was like the most horrible thing you've like had to experience. 
because it, it wasn't, I was like really happy to share it. So I wanted to shine a positive light on it. So I was trying yeah. to think of a comedic response for it. And I picked literally coming out of the closet and recorded myself. And I kind of struggled at first because I had a lot of things in my closet and didn't feel like taking them out. Mm -hmm. So in the video, you can see a lot of hangers falling. Um, but I've gotten really good responses mm -hmm. because when I when I posted on Instagram, I I myself said it like with laughter, like, hey, this is me. Mm -hmm. So just to get responses that weren't too down, you know, like yeah. it was just, hey, this is this is me. This this is all I want to say. And I I think it was really positive from that. Yeah, I think you used it in an extension of the way you use social media, which is to celebrate the things in your life, right? Like that's at the end of the day what we're doing. So this was just another step for that. And like it was, it was, it was cool to see everybody's reaction and to go through the comments. Like I remember seeing it myself. I was happy to witness it and like be there for that. And one thing is kind of funny because it was like there was, I was like laughing through it. Like it was a good time. Some people thought I was joking. Oh. And for one, my roommate. And it was really? eventually he came around and was like really accepting. But at first, and I'm, I'm kind of happy he did this. Mm -hmm. He goes, hey, Jaden, we need to talk. And I was like, what's up? I thought I was going to be talking about this. And he goes, I just want to tell you, like, it's it's not cool to make fun of people in the LGBT community and make a joke of it. And I was like, I'm not joking. Like, this is, this is true. Oh, my yeah. God. That's such an interesting reaction, though. But also, I love that yeah. that was his... The, in thinking it was a joke, he was like, listen, we have to teach Jaden a little something here. That's so interesting. Yeah, I was, I was taken, I was like, I did not expect you to just. Yeah. So that actually leads me to my next point. I want to talk about the football team because that's obviously a huge, you know, part of your life and part of your community. I want to talk about the Bronx versus Bethlehem. You're from Bethlehem, right? Pennsylvania? Yeah. Okay. What were, I guess, the team dynamics like and... Could you have seen yourself doing a similar thing in high school? Like why, I guess, did you come out when you did? Did it have something to do with the Fordham community? I think, I mean, you've talked previously about how the team is like a family and it was very inclusive and welcoming in that way. But do you think that's Fordham specific? Do you think that's just a college thing? Talk me through the differences first, I guess, between the two teams. Yeah, so I, I would say I was pretty close to my team in high school. Mm -hmm. But I switched high schools. Okay. after my sophomore year so the two and two mm -hmm. and I think the first year I mean in that new high school it was like me trying to prove myself because I wanted to get on the field it was it was a larger high school than my first and I wouldn't say I was in the position to really come out and be comfortable with myself mm -hmm. just because in high school you're not that you're not that close with your team because you're not doing every single thing every day with them and then in college, when I came here, it, it does come with like the maturity aspect because people decided to come to this college. They didn't just grow up in the area, yeah. you know? And so you really did meet people for like who they are and like who they've become throughout high school. And I met some of my closest friends, I consider brothers on my team. And we've learned like we've, we've been there through each other's worst like we've yeah. seen each other at 6 a.m grinding on the field and like when you're when you do that with someone every single day like you become very close and we've just realized like no matter who someone is no matter what like they do like we accept each other and this just happened to be mine and 
I was happy that they were all very positive from it. Yeah. I originally told, I want to say four or five people on my team mm -hmm. to like first ease it off. And their, their reaction really did help me to tell the rest of my team because I, we have a big team, so I'm not the closest with all of them. Mm -hmm. But seeing mm -hmm. the four to five people I told first and seeing their acceptance really did help me. Yeah, like a little litmus test for how it was going to go and how you would feel. And it was mm -hmm. like dipping your toe in. So I'm glad. Oh, that's good. And I know your coaches had really positive reactions, which again, should be the norm. And I think in a lot of cases it probably is, but I imagine that must've been a very comforting thing to experience. Yeah. When you said the norm, that's one thing I liked that my coaches did is that they didn't make it too big of a thing. They're like, mm -hmm. they're like, okay, yes, we, we would have accepted you if you were gay, straight, Mm. and he happened to be bisexual and he like made it known that nothing is gonna change we mm. just now know this about you nothing changes about people when they come out now you just know something like they didn't turn gay they right. were gay now you know right like it, you're just getting to know someone on a deeper level and therefore being able to understand them a little bit more and become a better friend or a colleague or whatever it is yeah cool. i love that i'm also curious about social media because obviously it was a helpful way for you to come out being that you could address the masses, you know what I mean? And just yeah. kind of do a one and done. But I guess before you came out, how was your feed? Did you curate your feed to become like a more inclusive space that encouraged you? Just talk to me about maybe representation in social media or how yeah. has that helped you or hurt you just at large? That's very interesting. Um, I would say social media really did help me because over the years, you could see that there's more mm -hmm. LGBTQ faces on social media. There's more couples that share their content and mm -hmm. seeing that and realizing like, hey, you're not the only one. Like people are actually also gay. They're also bi. They're realizing that and seeing like people do it before you is really impactful. For one, there's not that much representation in, in like films mm -hmm. or TV shows. So growing up, that's not, you almost, you feel weird because it's not, you feel like it's not normal. Mm -hmm. And then especially through Instagram, it's, it's a platform for people to share themselves. And as you said, it just, it just, it's, it's really helpful for a lot of young kids that are trying to find themselves in something. So that, that actually leads me to another point I wanted to make with you because you, and we talked before, you, you've done a lot of interviews. You're very public and very publicly vulnerable about the position you're in. And I think that's like, I commend you for that. I think a lot of us do. It's an admirable quality that you have to be a voice to it. You know what I mean? And so I think by default, almost you've become a figure, at least in the Bronx community. I mean, certainly at Fordham and I mean, you're on what was news 12, like do people know who, your face now and kind of associated. So I'm assuming, I have to imagine there's lots of kids, especially who might be struggling with their identity or just maybe even not just looking to you as a really yeah. positive example now of someone in their community that they can look to. So what is that like for, is it weird to be in that role now? Is that always something you kind of looked forward to, or are you just like, hey, we're here now? Talk me through how you're feeling about that. Yeah, so that's one thing I've never expected. I say that because I was fully prepared to never come out in my life. And I've told myself this from a young age. I was going to have a wife and kids. Like, I didn't have to tell anyone. I also like men. Mm -hmm. And 
I wouldn't really, I don't know if it was my environment I grew up in, if it wasn't too accepting or it was like internalized homophobia. But then when I came out, I, it, it like was put upon me because I didn't realize like there are no LGBTQ like football players and there's not that many in college athletics. And so it made me really see big picture on how closeted people are. And when, when I came out, I've had, I had so many people when it, when it hit news 12, which is almost a year later, mm-hmm. when I first came out, I still had people DMing me saying, thank you. This is really impactful. But then when it really hit, like hit me hard was after the news 12 interview, when I had people, I had no idea who they were mm-hmm. DMing me saying, thank you. This really did change my life. There was like 40 year old men saying, you finally gave me the courage to tell my family that I'm gay. And they really were not going to. And seeing, as again, as I said, like seeing someone in that light get so much acceptance from it help helps so much. And realizing that, I know that I I don't want to be someone that just sits in the corner and doesn't really yeah. talk about it because I, I realize I have a platform that can help other kids like get through something that I didn't have the chance to as a young young kid. Totally. It's totally the idea, like be the person you needed when you were younger. But what's interesting about you just said is like, it's not even an age thing, which I think is interesting because I think people struggle with this obviously at various points in their life. So I like that example that you used because, and you're right, you never know who's going to turn on the news that day. And it's just so that, I don't know, I'm like so struck by that. That's such a good example. And it's just heartwarming to hear. I, I get some things from people. I'm like, you know who I am? Like some of the calf workers, like, hey, I seen you on the news because that's yeah. news. And they're like, I, I love what you're doing. You're very strong. And sometimes I forget that like that was a, like a news article. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, yeah. like <laughs> Oh, that. Right. <laughs> I some at first it was overwhelming because I had so many like so many people uh, messaging me. But I don't know. I, I find it very I feel honored that I was, I'm able to help people like that Yeah. because like, I know some people will have the same mindset as me and just won't ever be comfortable with themselves. Yeah, no, I think, it, I think it's great that you're doing. And I also think it, not everybody could do that. You know what I mean? I think, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just, I'm happy that you're in a place where you're able to be that outlet, I guess, for other people, but it seems like it's also helping you. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like, do you think how the experience changed you, if at all? Yeah, it, it changed me a lot because I've never seen myself as this LGBTQ figure. Mm-hmm. And then when I did become that, I had like, I'm very grateful for this because it helped me more accept myself because mm-hmm. now people look at me for for help. Yeah. And in turn, like it, I talk about these topics a lot more. Mm-hmm. And now I become more comfortable talking about them. Because just because when I came out, doesn't mean I'm fully comfortable myself. But now that it's it's more normalized and mm-hmm. it's part of the conversation, yeah, it's like allowed me to really become a bisexual man that's able to talk about himself. Totally, totally. And also like, I think just because you come out doesn't mean you're an expert in helping other people do the same or did it. Like, I think there's a huge learning curve there that now all of a sudden people are coming to you and you have to 
one, work through it, it yourself, but now mm -hmm. also sort of in a way be responsible for everyone else's identity and coming to terms yeah. with it. So it has to be, I mean, it's, it's a lot that you're doing on top of, you know, being an athlete and a student athlete at that. And I don't know, hats off to you. Jay. I'm serious. Like that's very, it's very impressive. I want to pivot now to Fordham Connect though. Tell us a little bit about that. First of all, for anyone who doesn't know what exactly is Fordham Connect, and then we'll get into your specific role. Yeah. So Fordham Connect is, uh, is a group that me and three or four other uh, athletes created trying to erase the stigma around vulnerability in sports and mental health. Mm -hmm. So we want to create a space where athletes can come together and talk about certain topics in a safe environment um, without coaches, without administration, because we do have things that affect us differently than the average student does. And we usually don't have time to talk about it. We, we really did think of this due to COVID mm -hmm. and a little bit before that, but COVID really, really did propel it. Mm -hmm. And Maggie is Maggie Grossman. She's a, she's on the women's soccer team. She asked me to lead the LGBTQ group. And I was, I was really ecstatic that she would ask me to do that mm -hmm. because I was kind of hesitant at first, like, am I the right person for this? But then I realized like there's not that many LGBTQ faces at Fordham. Mm -hmm. And then she, she really did help me through it. And from it, I, I've like become very comfortable speaking about these topics. And mm -hmm. I have a passion to like learn more and help other people. So yeah, really did find, find that like, I'm just so happy that I'm a part of it. Totally. Also, one thing that we try to push is allowing people to have this space to share. We let people know like we share our own experiences on these topics. And also what I was gonna say is we have four groups. We have the overarching mm -hmm. uh, main group of mental health of Fordham Connect. And then we have three uh, subgroups, which are the BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, People of Color, uh, women's group and an LGBTQ group. I love that. And like, you're just hitting the ground running, but I think it's interesting what you said about COVID inspiring it, because I think I had in my head that it was a long-standing thing. I didn't realize how fresh the club was. Yeah. So what has it been like facilitating it online? Was that a struggle or it's just kind of a name of the game? I think it must come second nature to you guys now. So what's that been like? Yeah, we kind of, we, we pushed this because people didn't, a lot of, a lot of athletes didn't have a season this past semester. Mm -hmm. And they really were struggling with not having anyone to talk to, not having a space to, to say anything or how they felt about this. Mm -hmm. So it was, it had to be online. Like it was, it went pretty well now that it was online mm -hmm. because people are able to sit in the room and share things that maybe they weren't able to feel comfortable to share in person. Yeah. And I feel like because of that, it really helped us just start off because this this is a really fresh group yeah and we get around 30 people every time and we we're gonna have to make the transition to in person because we were only ever online right um so that's one thing i know a lot of people have made the transition to online but this was Reverse. kind of a group that has come out of the new uh, media of mm -hmm. fully online 
Wow. So that'll be, it'll be interesting to see, but I think that definitely there's truth to that of being in your own space, just calling in kind of, you can maybe be a little bit more honest with yourself and therefore the people in the group. I'm also curious what you think about allyship within Fordham Connect, because from what I understand, it's not just like you're the LGBTQ group that you lead. Is there room for allyship there? Or do you focus on just people who identify as LGBTQ? Like, yeah. So one thing we push is that we love allyship Mm -hmm. and we can't, a lot of marginalized groups can't do anything without allyship. Mm -hmm. So we, we do promote that allies come, but we also tell them like, this is a space for LGBTQ people. This is a space for uh, BIPOC individuals. Right. And saying that, like, we don't, we don't just dismiss them and make them watch, but we do ask certain questions like, hey, allies, how do you feel about this? But other questions, usually they, they might not be questions that allies can answer. And so then it's like them listening in on it. Mm-hmm. But I would say the, the most allies we get are within the LGBTQ space. Mm-hmm. And one thing we really wanted to promote is that there, there might be a lot of people that are in the closet and we don't want to force, we don't want Connect to be a place that's forcing them to come out. So the only way for us to do that is allow allies to show up. Yeah. And they don't have to identify as anything if you don't want to in the group. So yeah, I think I think allies are very important to connect because yeah. they're they're able to give us that view on it because yeah. we're we're not allies because we're in the community. So we want to be like, hey allies, like why do you why do people think of this when they think of LGBTQ people? Mm-hmm. And they really they give really good responses. Yeah. Like, hey, I think this, because we we've created a space where people do like they're they're comfortable being vulnerable and they they can ask questions and not get hate for it because right. we know that it's not coming from a place of hate. Totally. Totally. No, I love that. I'm also curious what you think about, I guess, Fordham at large and mental health. For me, when I compared it, um, like my high school, for example, to coming to college, there was a huge shift in stigma and everything. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that I was an RA and we were trained in it to, you know what I mean, like help people through it. But I noticed that within my Fordham community, at least, there was much more acceptance and understanding just around taking care of one's mental health. Did you notice a similar shift going from high school to college? Do you think it's Fordham specific or does it go back to college maturity and we're all just growing up and dealing with like actual real things for the first time? Yeah, I think of that pretty often. I don't know if it's maturity coming to college or if it's the Fordham atmosphere because we are a Jesuit university and we talk mm-hmm. about, oh, what is the saying? Cure personalis, is that it? Yes, cure, okay, cure okay. personalis. Like we talk about the whole person and mental health is part of the person. Yep. So that's one thing that we push. But I also think like it has to do something with us being in a city. Yeah. The cities are more accepting. Mm-hmm. They're more open to new things. Like the LGBT community in New York City is a lot better than it is in so-and-so state. Like, and I'm yep. really happy for that. But I really do think Forum does a good job uh, with mental health because it, it doesn't act like it's like it's not there like we mm. it really does promote it especially on social media now yeah. that so many people need that help uh because of the pandemic and it's 
And if it's not open at Fordham, they do a really good job at trying to help out. Mm -hmm. um, for one thing, the athletic administrators, see we have Ed Cole and Janine Paul, and they're, they're really helpful mm -hmm. with everything that we do because they've stepped up and have asked us like, hey, what do you want to see, see like okay. done? Like, what can I do to help you? And I think that's really important with administrators because they're not only allowing you to do it, but they're actually taking another step and asking you, what can we do for you? Totally. So then you have administrators who care and then there's groups like Fordham Connect who are clearly making change. Do you, is there anything specific that you want to accomplish within the group? Um, yeah, so we have tried to make our group bigger. Yeah. We started something that's um, it's called Connect Leaders. So instead of just the, the president and the executive leaders of each subgroup, now we have connect leaders. They're like the liaison to their cool. specific sport. And okay. so they, they tell their sport like, hey, there's a meeting tonight. And just like keep letting people know and giving some athletes like the power to, to speak to their team yeah. has really allowed us to expand because there's certain teams that don't know about connect because mm -hmm. some of them just don't read their emails because we're not right. in person. and we're also trying to push towards having some type of panel um, with administration because Connect, like we don't allow administration to come in. We don't allow coaches. This is a pure run group that just talks. And I feel like it's it's most comfortable like that. Yeah. And so we're, we're trying to have something with administration and coaches that they're listening on to about mental health and talk about topics that maybe they just don't know about. Yeah, no, I love that. I think those are strong goals. And I think so important within athletics, because I think that's where it can be pushed aside. Like other groups, Res Life, for example, the RA is like, it is, we get it. That's part of the job kind of. So I think by extension, I was able to have a lot more resources about it. So the fact that you're providing those resources is an important thing to a group of people who probably weren't getting it before. And yeah. also setting the tone for Fordham in the future. I think that's a thousand percent what's happening here. So you can leave like knowing that you left it better than you came, which is another, I mean, what more could you need, right? Yeah. And one thing our, I really let my coaches say now is that instead of saying like mentally and physically ready to come back, they also say like mentally, physically, and emotionally ready because yeah. they realize like if you're not emotionally ready, it can be detrimental to your play. Totally right. They all, that's another thing I didn't even think about because I'm not nothing, but like they all intersect. I imagine like you're not going to play your best if you're struggling in other areas. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. So I think it's clear that you are becoming, I mean, you're definitely a figure on campus. We've talked before about how you're kind of becoming a figure in the Bronx community at large. And we started to touch on the pressure that I imagine that puts on you because it's just something new that you didn't have two years ago. You know what I mean? So to pivot a little bit to you specifically and your self-care, talk to us about how it has changed. Like what are now the demands that you didn't have before that you have to take into consideration when you're doing your self-care routine or just thinking about your mental health? Um, I always have to stay grounded because sometimes I do get very overwhelmed. I realized before Connect, maybe I wasn't taking that good care of my mental health. Mm -hmm. But now I try to focus like what what grounds me what allows me to like calm myself down recollect mm -hmm. 
and like start the new day. And it kind of, this is kind of funny, but I find like some TV shows to be really relaxing. Mm -hmm. Like, so during quarantine, whenever I would feel like I need like a pick me up, I'll just put on Adventure Time. Mm -hmm. And Adventure Time is not a co complex show, <laughs> but it's just a show that's only good vibes. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's rarely conflict in it. There's mm -hmm. just, there's like funny jokes here and there. So that's one thing that I could always put on TV and be mm -hmm. like, okay, like I'm now at a calm space. Also music, mm -hmm. I listen to, I would say like slow rap R&B. And at certain times when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm like, okay, let me just put on my playlist, sit there. I've tried meditating. Mm -hmm. um, my first time meditating, I fell asleep. <laughs> That'll happen, so, yeah. <laughs> I, I've tried it a couple other times and I, it's gotten better. I don't mm. fall asleep, but sometimes I'm still in my head because I don't, I need more practice. Yeah. But yeah, just find that one thing that makes you consistently happy. And then mm -hmm. doing that when you feel overwhelmed is really helpful. Yeah. And like scheduling in the time. Cause again, I think scheduling has to be huge for you. You're very busy. And now with quarantine, I think that schedule has been flipped all around with which, wait, yeah. it's another question that I haven't asked. What's the news on football? Because it, was there not a season? I'm sorry if that's, if I should know there, that. Yeah, there, there, okay. <laughs> it's fine. There was not a season this fall. Uh, we're planning on having a season this spring. It's a, it's a shorter season. Okay. Four games. We'll be playing Bucknell, Colgate, Lafayette, and Holy Cross. Okay. If all, if everything goes well, we will have a season. Okay, good. If not, then... I guess it'll be pushed back again. Yeah, but that'll be interesting, I think, at least for you to kind of balance all those roles again, like being in a full season again, training and everything that goes into that, which like, I'm not going to pretend I know the extent to which that is physically, <laughs> yeah. emotionally, mentally demanding. And now with your leadership role and still making time for all the self-care things that have clearly become more important than ever. Yeah, it's, it's going to be definitely like a slap in the face coming back to a 20 plus hour work week from not having that for almost a year now. Right. Because we've, we've had some, some practices in a, in this fall, but it wasn't at the demand. We, we could have had it. Right. Yeah. So that'll be, it'll be interesting, but also I imagine it has to be feel good to be back in the swing of things. Like I think that will yeah. be helpful in more ways than I can realize for sure. Yeah, I'm someone that, that really does do better when I have a schedule yeah. and when I have, when I'm like fully planned out because I'm so used to that. And so when I don't have it, I'm like, what do I do with all this extra time? Like, I'm, I'm like, do I do self care? Do I watch TV work out? I like, I like to know what I'm yeah. doing. And I'm doing it, you know, very like regimented, which I think, especially like as a student athlete, you have to be. So then to go from that, I think it's, there's a lot of huge shifts for like regular people but then I think for you guys it's just like <laughs> even more so so yeah. but I think I think it, I mean hopefully you guys have the season I'm crossing my fingers for that because I think that'll be good you mm. know just get to, back together too because I imagine you must miss them right like we we started out oh, yeah you know talking was, about like the family dynamic and now it, it was weird seeing them this this fall after not seeing each other for seven months right and so when we first got back to campus, we all had to wear masks. Like when we, cause we were working out outside, we weren't allowed inside because of mm -hmm. New York guidelines. 
and it was just so funny to see people I'm like you you look definitely like different like because it's hard to be close to 80 plus people like every single day yeah some people I like didn't have the chance to talk to them Mm -hmm. and seeing them back in person was just it was so much serotonin in the in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the room just because like we're all back together and mm-hmm. fi- finally you know right because it's true and again a huge shift because you go from like you said before training together going to school together living together eating together literally every single thing to then all of a sudden everyone's just home again being like what are we doing and we and there wasn't even a, a goodbye like it was when we left it was like yeah. okay i'll see you in three weeks and then yeah. three weeks and it's a uh, half of the year it's so crazy. It's so crazy that we're almost at the year mark. Like, I can't even No, this is crazy. I don't know. I, I really, truly pray that your senior year is so normal. Like, I just want it to be so regular and like nothing yeah. gets messed up and you just get to do the whole year normally. You got right out just at the right time. No, that's because at first I was like, oh, it's so not fair. And did that like this year, seniors got the worst of it for sure. You didn't get anything. Nothing. Oh, yeah. that's so sad. I don't even know. So probably like your senior week will be like a mega senior week with my class. <laughs> class well, like, it could be epic. And I don't think I'm mad at that. Like that could be yeah. fun. Everyone that didn't have it, just come back. Everybody's <laughs> back. That would be really insane, but I would totally go. I think I'm so there. <laughs> yeah. So fun. Okay. I just have one more kind of like overarching thing to ask. We talked about self-care. We talked about acceptance. I'm curious if you could, I guess, in broad strokes, explain whether or not you're coming out. I mean, I think we've established that it was a good thing. So I don't want you to be like, oh, I changed my mind. Like, I wish I didn't do it. Like, I don't think we're there. <laughs> but I'm just curious what your take is, because I think it opened up a can of worms in some ways for you, because now you have a lot more responsibility, actually, like things to check off a list because you are a leader of a club and you have a lot of responsibilities yeah. there, but also like we talked about throughout the community. So I don't know, just any like overarching remarks about that and how you'll continue to handle it or like how your perspective has shifted. Are you saying on like acceptance? Yeah. One thing that people don't really realize is that to be accepting doesn't mean you need to do the most. Like you can be an ally and not have to be an athlete. Yeah. An advocate that's going out and just promoting this, that, right. and the third which would be great. And I would, I would promote, like, I would tell you to do yeah. it, <laughs> but allies don't necessarily like have to do that. Just you understanding that you understanding and letting people know that like nothing has changed. Like you don't right. look at them as a different person mm-hmm. because they're not a different person. I feel like going forward, one thing that has to be said is that in 2021, people are very accepting of gay, lesbian, and bisexuals but they're still having they're really struggling with the idea of gender Mm. Um, a lot of trans men and trans women are still under like scrutiny and being disrespected and as if they're like ostracizing them from the group and not really accepting them so i would say society has has done a lot a better job accepting sexuality but still needs to wake up on gender because they they don't they don't understand it a lot of people don't understand that gender is also a social construct mm-hmm. that was created and it can be changed whenever you want to. If I did, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Like, No, totally. 
I think you said it very well. And I think that's true. I th- and I think it's an interesting thing to dive into because I think so often we can just LGBTQ, we lump it all together. But I think within the group, there's a lot more yeah. like, work that needs to be done. And then as an ally to come in and try to start to understand those dynamics a little bit more so that I can mm-hmm. be, you know, a better ally is a significant thing. I'm glad, yeah, you, I'm glad um, you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of allies, like they're only allies for half of the group. And I have, I try to tell you, like, you can't, you can't do that. Right. There, there is also trans men and women that are struggling that they kind of act like don't exist Mm. and don't, don't accept their being, um, through pronouns. And a lot of, a lot of people still have problems with problems with pronouns. And Mm. that's just something that you have to get over. You have to realize like, Hey, yeah, you might be uncomfortable saying they, them, but who's more uncomfortable? The person that you keep disrespecting, because imagine that like your name's Rachel, but every time I see you, I call you a different name mm-hmm. and, and don't acknowledge that your name is Rachel mm-hmm. and people don't, people don't see how, how heavy that can be on someone when you use the wrong pronouns every single time mm-hmm. and just disregard them as a person and their identity. Yeah. And I think you're right where I think a lot of that comes from. You're not thinking about how it's impacting the other person. You're thinking about Mm -hmm. how you feel. And like society has taught us that there are two genders and we address, you know what I mean? Like we see something we say and that's the end of the discussion. So I think there's, I mean, clearly a lot of unlearning to be done, but I think it's, I mean, it's good that there's people like you that I can look to, to help me through personally, not to, not to like put more pressure that's already on you. I don't mean to do that, but I think you've become a good person for me to look to, to like, how can I do better as an ally? So, so thank you. One one thing that I, I, um, just found out this recently because I was really curious, the gender neutral, neutral version of like Mr. and Mrs. Mm -hmm. is mixed. It's MX. Oh, I didn't realize. I didn't, I didn't know that either until probably a month ago. Because I was just thinking, like, because we were talking about pronouns, and I was saying, so what do you say when it's like Mr. or Mrs. if someone's right. a non-binary person and it's mixed? Oh, that's a little helpful hint. No, I didn't know that at all. I'm glad you shared right. that. Mixed. I like it. I love that. Okay, let's round it out every week on the show. Whoever my guest is, we go through a segment we like to call Her Reflections. We go through the acronym. H is for something you're happy about in this moment. We want to celebrate your joy with you. E is something that's giving you energy right now, energizing you. And R is a recent realization that you might have had. So do you have any? Yeah, H is happy. I'm very happy I'm going back to school. Yes. And I see my teammates and my friends. That brings me a lot of joy. Mm-hmm. Knowing that I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. E, energy. One thing that gives me energy every single day is just the daily routine of making myself eggs. I, I wake that. up, I, <laughs> I have a certain way I make my eggs, mm-hmm. pepper, garlic powder, okay. add some milk, fully scrambled Okay. Um, with one slice of cheese. Love it. Yeah, I do that every day and it just, it energizes me because it's, it's something I'm continuously doing. Love it. And reflection. One thing that I, one thing I realized and like I'm working towards is knowing that you don't always have to be that strong figure in your life because a lot of people get uncomfortable realizing like, hey, maybe I'm not that strong, but I'm trying to help other people. So I think what's really strong is facing your own emotions and facing your own problems 
and still being able to help others and not just disregarding how you feel yeah. to like help out other people. I love that. That's a great rundown. You had great responses. <laughs> That's my favorite part because I love to see where people take it, but that was really fun. Thank you for opening yourself up to our audience here. I'm, I'm really glad. And I'm glad I got to talk to you because we were saying before, I haven't seen yeah. you in a long time. So this is really nice. Yeah, I loved it. Thank you for having me. Of course. Send my love to the team. I'm wishing you a great semester. And like I said, looking forward, hopefully a normal senior year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for being here, Jaden. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay, so a huge thank you again to Jaden Vasquez for being with us this week on the Her Life Blogcast. It was great to hear from him, specifically just hearing how open he is about his journey and what he's learned and what he's still continuing to learn. You know, this episode was meant to be a continuation of the wellness month of January here on the show. We started with journal prompts with Emma and Hannah, moved on to slow morning mindset with Vic, got a little deeper, and this is was always meant to be a continuation of that, but something I'm now reflecting on listening back to all three episodes in succession is how vulnerable all of us have been, and specifically my guest the last few weeks. So thank you for, you know, trusting us with your stories and for sharing them with our Her Life audience. It really means a lot for me to get to facilitate this. So thank you. I hope it's helpful to everyone listening. It definitely was for me. We have a lot more fun things coming up, specifically the 50th episode spectacular. Next week marks our 50th episode of the Her Life Blogcast, so we are celebrating with 50 of our favorite moments over the course of the last year-ish. So I hope you'll join us for that. That's all I got for you this week, though. Thank you, thank you so much for listening, and again, thank you to Jaden. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to follow us on Spotify or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, please feel free to rate and review. That would be great. You can also find us on Instagram at her.blog.life. Put a face to the name if you're just meeting Jaden now. On that note, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel to see more clips there as well. Just search Rachel Malik on YouTube, and I'll pop right up. For blog posts, just go to herbloglife.online. And that's just about it. Thank you again so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. I'm Rachel Malik. This has been the Her Life Blogcast.